You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, Faithful? Hopefully everybody is doing very well. It is Sunday evening, or I guess uh, early evening, and I just wanted to jump on and talk. Uh, This wasn't really a scheduled podcast, but, you know, with the huge trade yesterday, uh, you know, you got 49ers reporting, we got COVID tested going on, and we got some positive news there of, you know, all the 39 people that reported early, uh, quarterbacks, rookies, players that were rehabbing. They did their first line of testing on Thursday. We just got the results back on that. All cleared. Zero positive tests for the 49ers, which I think is the best uh, news today. And they have to test again. So they tested again today. Then if that comes back negative as well, then they get their pads and they get to start practicing. So it is possible that within the next two days, imagine this or not, even though it's conditioning, whatever, San Francisco 49ers football is here. It's happening. Um, And regardless of what it took to get here and if we're going to have a season or we're not going to have a season, all those different things, it's taking place. And so, you know, we're seeing baseball. Basketball is about to get started as well. So all great news. This is wonderful. And so... Take a deep breath, and hopefully things continue going this way. Now, I will say this. 
Uh, six players came back of the initial reportees. Again, quarterbacks, um, rookies, and players who are rehabbing, pending physicals, and all that stuff. Six did test positive across the NFL. Now, um, I don't know if it's good news or bad news or whatever, but none of those positive tests took place in the NFC West, and none of them were really prominent players. I think the most uh, recognizable names was uh, Rashard Higgins, um, the backup a third or fourth string running back for the Browns. And I think that was really about it. So it does seem like things are moving forward and in a positive way. So that's great. Uh, all good news there. But the predominant part of this episode that I wanted to talk about was Jamal Adams. Uh, that's a huge trade. And it's a trade in which impacts the 49ers positively or negatively. I think it hurts us in 2020. I think it helps us long-term, and we're going to deal with all the ins and outs of that. Um, you know, I, I was just, and I want to give a shout-out, a quick shout-out to uh, the 49ers Hive. They are incredible. I was just a guest on their podcast for about an hour, and we just had such an awesome conversation about you know what this means for the 49ers and what it means for the Seahawks and the NFC West that I just had to jump on and just share some thoughts and just kind of reiterate kind of the stuff we talked about now if you do not follow them you need to go do it their podcast is awesome 49ers Hive check it out they're amazing Twitter follow as well they got an awesome team and they've been supporters of mine um, since day one so can't say thank you to them enough so let's jump into exactly what happened okay the trade itself we knew that Jamal Adams wanted out because he's been bickering and arguing with Adam Gase, who I think is the worst head coach in the NFL by far. Uh, he's just a terrible – he's just terrible <laughs> from a football standpoint, from a personality standpoint, from a power struggle standpoint, from an ethics standpoint. He's just terrible, period. The 49ers dodged the biggest bullet in the world whenever we didn't get him. If you remember – before he destroyed the Miami franchise, he was with the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning, and he was the guy that was credited a lot with all the positives that were taking place with Denver. Well, that was Peyton Manning, and it went to hell pretty damn quick there. And everywhere this guy leaves, Adam Gase we're talking about, he just destroys it. He's like Thanos walking around just destroying franchises. Uh, this will be his last year in coaching. Uh, I don't think there's any way uh, he maintains that. Now, Joe Douglas, the GM for the Jets, who I think is a good hire. He's just building up capital, and they're going to rebuild with Donald and all those things. Now, um, so the trade itself. Let's talk about that trade. And shout out to all the Countdown crew that's showing up um, on Hot Mike and on YouTube. Just want to say thank you. Really do appreciate all the support. As always, you guys are the best. Uh, even whenever I don't have a planned anything and I don't tweet out anything, you guys show up. And I love it. And if you guys have questions or comments, please leave them uh, in the comment section. Just at me so that I can read those and we can talk about this, okay? Um, and David, yes, I'm with you. Hashtag overpaid. That is, uh, <laughs> I love that, man. I love it. So here's the issue, okay? The trade itself, the Seattle Seahawks gave up two first rounders and a third rounder this year. They got, oh, that's not all, sorry, my bad. They also gave up their starting safety, McDougal. So, excuse me, three prominent picks, first rounders, they're supposed to be starters, if not pro bowlers, second rounders are starters, third rounders are developmental starters, okay? So, right off the bat, two firsts, a third, and your starting safety. So, they give up four starters, and they got Jamal Adams and a fourth rounder. Now, the fourth rounder, that's great. Not a starter. <laughs> Nobody in the NFL considers a fourth-round pick a starter. Maybe the 49ers in the fifth round. 
Uh, but not the fourth rounder. That's where we draft punters, okay? That's the Mitch range. Um, man, throwing slugs. But anyway, completely overpaid. Now, and here's the issue, because not only... Let, let's go over the good and the bad. The bad news is the Seattle Seahawks got a lot better for 2020. There's no doubt about that. So I understand the draft um, mindset of your team drafts somebody that doesn't belong in the first round, okay? A.J. freaking Jenkins, and I hate bringing up his name. When we picked him, I was just like, what the hell did we just do? I'm really, really upset. This is ridiculous. It's a reach. Uh, you know, I had a third-round grade on him that year. Whatever. He shouldn't have went in the third round. He wasn't really a fit. Um, all these different things. But after you draft him and you dive back into the film and you get all the coach speak and all the opinions and all the things, you start like, oh, okay, okay, all right, all right. Oh, Jerry Rice is asking him to go run the hill. All right, now we're going. Everything's good. Eh, things went bad. Never had one catch for the 49ers despite being a first-round pick. And he was kind of the beginning of the end of the climb. Uh, <laughs> right after that, we went from losing the Super Bowl to drafting A.J. Jenkins to everybody getting fired. It just went bad. We do the same thing whenever teams like the Rams draft Jalen Ram or trade for Jalen Ramsey or when the Seahawks trade for Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is a freak. He is my safety one. Um He's the best safety in the NFL, in my opinion. I think if you had Derwin James ahead of him, that's no problem. I think those two are kind of in a class of their own. And then there's a lot of other guys. So you have to be able to recognize that for 2020, this is a net positive for the Seattle Seahawks. But we saw this same thing, okay? We saw the same thing. The Rams did this last year. They went out and Two first-rounders and then some. What's crazy is the Seahawks paid more for Adams than the Rams did for Jalen Ramsey. I don't think Jalen Ramsey is a better player than Jamal Adams. Corner is such a higher quality position, premium position, that you have to have in the NFL. Now, the issue is this. Why would Seattle do this, and what does this mean long-term? Well, Seattle... They're trying to do everything they can to win now. They have the oldest coach in the NFL in Pete Carroll. He's super old. He doesn't look it. He looks great. He looks like about the same age as me, and I'm 37. Uh, but I think it's all the gum chewing. I don't know. But uh, it, regardless, they're in a win-now mode. Now, they can sign Adams because Adams is going to get about $15 million a year. They have cap space to sign him currently. Okay? So all those things are going to happen. The problem is this. What'd you give up? <laughs> you gave up two first rounders and you know a lot of Seattle people in my mentions all say the same thing well we suck at drafting in the first round anyway so let's just move on so we gave up our crappy first round picks which they always draft a running back or a linebacker that should have been in the fourth round or LJ Collier who's now a starter for them in their edge position even though he has half uh, I think he had one and a half pressures last year uh, it, it's not a lot um so, uh, yes, and again, uh, shout out to Go Niners. So Seattle has Dunbar. Yes, they do. Quentin Dunbar is a hell of a corner. I don't think they're going to have him for very long. Uh, he's going to be in jail very, very soon. Uh, if you go through and you read uh, about the <laughs> robbery that um, he, he performed, it's it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. So I, I don't think that he is going to be around uh, for a long time. Now, I mean, he's not the only um person that has been 
tried for a felony that is on their team. Uh, they got other ones too. So anyway, it's Seattle. It's Pete Carroll. It's his MO. They love people that have had legal problems. It doesn't bother them whatsoever, whether it's domestic abuse or whatever. That's just who the Seattle Seahawks are. That's who the Kansas City Chiefs are. It's who the Dallas Cowboys are. That's uh, who the Cleveland Browns are. You, you can go through so many teams. There's about eight of them in the NFL that just don't care. They just don't care about those issues. I'm very thankful to... One, it's kind of fun to be on a team. You know, you see something like Reuben Foster happen, and Kyle Shanahan just makes a decision the night of and says, get him out. He's done. He's not playing tomorrow. Um, one, that's awesome just because my kids watch it, and they ask all these questions too, and it's fun to be able to explain, yeah, this guy doesn't play for us because of this. Well, then why does he play for that team? Well, that team just doesn't care. Uh, it's just what it is. Now, you give up two first rounds in a third. Okay, and whenever you take a step back and you look at the picks that they have remaining, this is Seattle's 2021 draft picks they have. They have a second, they have a fourth, a fifth, and a seventh. They've already traded away their first, they've already traded away their third, and they've already traded away their sixth. So you look at it, I mean, they've got four picks, (laughs) and that's rough. The 49ers last year went into the draft having four picks, And that was stressful, right? But then what we did, we traded DeForest Buckner for an extra first. And then we used those picks to jump up and down. We end up trading Matt Breida. We get a quality tackle. We get a three-tech in Buckner. We get a starting wide receiver, hopefully, um, and Brandon Ayuk. So the thing that first-round picks allow you to do because the salary cap is awful. Uh, It's bad for everybody, and next year is going to be probably the worst salary cap year that we can remember since the salary cap was invented. Now, they set the floor, the NFL and the NFLPA have already agreed on this. The floor salary cap, meaning it can't go lower than this, is $175 million. Now, what the hell does that mean? That's a lot of money, obviously. To put that into perspective, the salary cap right now is about $200 million, okay? So it's dropping... 25 million, which is about 12% of the cap. Now, what the hell is so at 12% of the cap? The average quarterback's percentage of the cap is 13%. So it's like every NFL team is going to be paying an extra salary to the quarterback. That means teams are going to be tight. You look at signing Jamal Adams, again, he's going to be 15 million. Now, how do first round picks fit into that? Now, I don't think that Seattle is going to be picking in the top half of the draft. I think they'll be picking right around the kind of low 20s, kind of that 20 to 25 range. They're always in the playoffs because of Russell Wilson. But what first round picks allow you to do, so for example, you know, if we look at DeForest Buckner, who is off making $21 million a year, which is awesome, you get. Um, Javon Kinlaw in the first round that you drafted with the 14th pick, he's making like $4 million. So you go from $21 million to $4 million for a first round pick. This is going to cause the Seattle Seahawks, which they're guilty of this already, of having a few elite players and a whole bunch of guys that they just jags. Just a guy, right? J-A-G. They're just a guy. So they're going to have continue even more so to have a top elite players probably four or five and then just a bunch of just trash that's thrown on the field uh so for example and i'm going to kind of get back to my point and what this means here the nfl has come out and this is part of what they agreed on they don't want 90 man rosters you can have 90 man rosters but if you do you have to split your team into two you can only have up to 45 people players in the building or on the field at, at once so even if 
you kept your 90-man rosters and you have two football fields out there, you can't have them all out there at once. You can only practice with 45 and 45. So that's option one. Option two is you have to cut down to 80. If you cut down to 80, then you can all be on the field at the same time. They're just trying to limit the crazy numbers. So teams are cutting 10 players. Uh, 49ers probably going to do this as well after we figure out who tests positive and who doesn't. Um, so for example, talking about Seattle, their starting center just got cut today. <laughs> so he started, I think it was eight games last year. He was part of the first 10 that were cut. Now they're hoping to upgrade their center. They didn't really bring anybody of significance in, but it just lets you know the state of the Seattle Seahawks roster. It's not good. Now their secondary, it's phenomenal. If Quentin Dunbar doesn't get put into prison, it's phenomenal. They've got great corners. Probably the best safety tandem in the NFL. I love Quandre Diggs. I think he is very underrated. And I got Jamal Adams as my number one safety. So they have decided to do the exact opposite of what the 49ers are all about. And what's that mean? Their front line is atrocious. Um, to, to say the least, it's trash. <laughs> it is pure trash. Um, they don't get any pressures whatsoever. You know, I went through and I counted up. Their projected starting line, I want to make sure that I get this right because I don't want to be misquoted here because it's that bad. Um, but here's the idea, okay? Here's their projected defensive line for the Seattle Seahawks right now. LJ Collier, who was a first-round pick out of TCU, has been an absolute waste. He's got one pressure all of 2019. He got one quarterback pressure. That's it. Puna Ford, who was an undrafted free agent. He's amazing run stuffer, uh, but he's not a pass rush guy. He had nine pressures in 2019. Jaron Reed, amazing defensive tackle, uh, probably top 10 three techniques in the NFL. Again, much more of a run stuffer. He's got 26 pressures last year. Bruce Irvin, who was with Seattle for the longest time, went to Carolina, got paid. Now he's back. He had eight and a half sacks last year. He had a good year. He had 36 pressures. Okay, you add all those up. This is the projected four currently for their starting defensive line. That's 72 pressures. Okay, let's put that into perspective. Their entire starting four got 72 pressures all throughout last year. Nick Bosa had 102 by himself. So what we're seeing here, it's, it's a matter of defensive philosophy and how you're going to win games because here's the deal if you believe the secondary makes the d-line better and this has been argued in my mentions for you know two days now well we're going to be able to get more pressures because our secondary is so good that now the, the quarterback's going to have to wait longer for them to get open therefore the pressures will come and i'm not saying that's incorrect I'm just saying I disagree. Uh, that's my opinion, right? My opinion is, and it's what the 49ers have done. When you have elevated defensive line pressure, and the 49ers have the best D-line in the NFL still today, uh, there's a couple teams that could argue are in the area, um, but no, the 49ers are the best, and I don't think it's close. The fact that D4 is coming off the bench, Ronald Blair's coming off the bench, that's saying a lot. Um, anyway, I digress. You get the pressure, that makes the secondary better. If you look back at the first and second year when Richard Sherman was here, our defense sucked. We broke the record for fewest turnovers in the NFL, and guess who our four starters were? Jimmy Ward, even though he was injured. 
<laughs> you had Jaquaski Tart, Richard Sherman, Akello Witherspoon, which he was up and down, and Kwan Williams. We had the same five. There were some other guys, you know, Dante Johnson got in there. Uh, I can't believe I said his name. All these things. Uh, it's weird that Dante Johnson hurts me to say more than AJ Jenkins. It shouldn't be that way, uh, but I guess that's recency bias. But those five same players broke the record for fewest turnovers and just were, they were bad. They were really, really bad. What changed? D Ford, Nick Bosa, that changed. That's it. Then you go and you talk about how they allowed the fewest, the fewest. They led the league in passes, uh, yards allowed per pass attempt. And so the 49ers have shown how they're going to build it. Seattle is saying they're going much more the New England way. Now, New England builds with corners, but Seattle's building with safeties. Now, I will say this, and this is one thing that Brian Peacock brought up when we were talking about this. Jamal Adams is not only a great safety, he's probably the best blitzing safety, pass rush safety in the NFL. You know, the 49ers, when we played Seattle twice last year, they had two, diff two different defensive game plans. The very first time they played Seattle, they blitzed us 17 times. They blitzed, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo 17 times. Uh, they won that game. The second time we played them, week 17, they blitzed Jimmy Garoppolo three times. So it does seem like they will probably transition back to that first type of game plan and try to put as much pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo as possible, which means Jamal Adams is going to be blitzing. That's fine. You, you want to bring Jamal Adams in, That who you got covering Kittle? And... You know, I think this is another question that I want to talk about because here's the deal. <laughs> Two teams in the NFC West have changed their plans all because of what the 49ers and George Kittle has done. You look at the Arizona Cardinals and you look at the Seattle Seahawks, their biggest personnel decisions were made to stop George Kittle. And that's what we're going to talk about here in a second. I got to get a quick word from our sponsors in, but don't go anywhere. We got a lot more to talk about. All right, have you ever heard of DillDash.com? This is a new sponsor, really excited about it. It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you never expect. Um, and the best part about it, it's at a price that you wouldn't believe. Here's how it works. There's over a 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, even cars. Um, and it's like an auction, but every item starts at $0, and it only goes up by one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts um, after 10 seconds. So basically that means every time you bid, everybody else has 10 seconds to answer. And if they don't, then it's yours. So here's what you need to do. If you want to go ahead and buy now, Deal Dash is offering my listeners an extra 100 free bids. It's free. 100 free bids if you want to check it out upon signing on top of their other discounts. So go to DillDash.com and use the offer code RUSH, R-U-S-H, um, or you can go to DillDash.fm slash Rush. And again, it you get 100 free bids. So head over there, check it out. Really do appreciate them supporting the podcast. Just want to say thank you again. That's DillDash.com, promo code R-U-S-H. All right, uh, let, let's get back to this. Um, and again, staying with this theme. I don't think the 49ers need to do anything to adjust to Jamal Williams I, or Jamal, <laughs> Jamal Adams. Sorry, I've done that twice a day. Uh, Jamal Adams. You, I don't think you need to. Yes, he's a great player. Yes, he's an elite player. But this is Seattle's response to George Kittle. 
And Arizona did the same thing in the draft. With their first pick, number eight overall, they go draft a freak hybrid elite athlete, Isaiah Simmons, number eight overall, uh, when they had a terrible O-line. They've got a terrible D-line. They've got so many holes everywhere. But again, what was the most important thing? We've got to match up with George Kittle. That That's what this is, okay? And with Seattle doing the same thing, yes, Jamal Adams is great. He had the best coverage grade on third and fourth downs in the entire NFL for any secondary member. Um, that's better than corners. That's better than Stephen Gilmore. Uh, he's elite, okay? But you're asking me who I want, George Kittle or Jamal Adams. I'm taking George Kittle uh, any day of the week. That's just what it is. Will Jamal Adams get some wins on him? Yeah, probably. But if you look back at the Seattle games, guess what? The very first time we played Seattle when they won, guess who wasn't on the field? George Kittle. He was injured. Second game, George Kittle was back. We won. Now, I don't think it's that simple, but it's not like it's like he's going to cancel George Kittle out. I don't think anybody in the NFL can do that. Um, I just don't think that's what it is. Now, Let's step back from Seattle for a second, and let's go through other trades that have happened since 2000. So if we're looking over 20 years, there have been eight players that have been traded for two first-round picks or more, okay? Uh, Shout-out to Rich Kamini for putting this together um, on Twitter. I really do appreciate it, but I took it and kind of wanted to go through this. So eight players since 2000, the past 20 seasons— Eight players have been traded for two first-round picks or more, okay? Obviously, the trade for Jamal Adams. Then you had Jalen Ramsey, okay? Before that, you had Laramie Tunzel. So we've had three players traded for two first-rounders just in one calendar year, which is very unique considering it's only happened eight times in 20 years. We've had three this year. Before that, the last one was Khalil Mack, who the 49ers were involved in as well. Um, (laughs) You look back at that. Remember what's crazy is, the Chicago Bears turned down the 49ers offer because they thought the 49ers were going to be picking too high. Um, that is hilarious. Uh, the Raiders, sorry, the Raiders turned down our offer for Chicago because they thought Chicago would be picking higher. Well, Chicago went and made the playoffs, and the 49ers were picking number two. Uh, <laughs> um, so, no, that was the year we weren't picking two. That was the year we were picking, goodness, who'd we get? Uh, Mike McGlinchey, number nine. Um, so anyway, take that for what you want. Now, before that, Jay Cutler, smoking Joe, uh, <laughs> he went for two picks. Ricky Williams, before that one, um, Keyshawn Johnson, yep, that was in this decade. And then, of course, Joey Galloway to the Cowboys. Now, step back. Okay, let's look at those eight trades. Now, a few of them are still pending. I think Jalen Ramsey, Laramie Tunsil, and Jamal Adams, we got to wait. The jury's out. We'll have to see how those trades pan out. But the previous five, make no mistake, the winner of every single trade was the team that sent the premium player and received all of the picks. Okay? Because, again, Joey Galloway didn't work out for the Cowboys. They didn't even win one playoff game with him. Keyshawn, no, didn't work out. You traded two for that one wide receiver that ran slow. He's a good player, but he's a possession wide receiver. Ricky Williams, good Lord, he didn't even play for a long time. And then Jay Cutler, no, it didn't work out. And I would even argue that Khalil Mack didn't work out because you paired him up with a terrible offensive line and a terrible quarterback, and you've completely wasted an elite defense and lost your coordinator. And guess what? They still haven't addressed the offensive line. Chicago's not going anywhere far. Um, 
they've ruined that trade, okay? And they can't rebuild because guess what? They lost all their picks to the Raiders. You look at what the Raiders have built. Uh, jury's out, but they have a lot of talent that they have drafted and put into place there. I think I would prefer to be in the Raiders' shoes now, a few years removed, than the Bears. I don't want anything to do with the Bears. Now, we talk about division opponents. We saw what happened to the Rams. What happens whenever you trade all these draft picks, and now you got to pay these elite players? They still haven't signed Jalen Ramsey. They still haven't signed him. He's unsigned, guys. Going into, Now, they probably will sign him, but this the Rams are going to be Jared Goff and Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, and that's it. That's it. Uh, Jared Goff's contract is still probably the worst quarterback contract in the NFL. Still the worst. A few years removed. Uh, people throwing a fit on Jimmy Garoppolo, that's a solid contract because you front-loaded it because you had all that cap space because you were terrible for so long. If you're still complaining about Jimmy Garoppolo's contract... I don't know what the hell's wrong with you or what you're paying attention to because you're just missing it. I think he's the 13th or 14th highest paid quarterback right now. And so it's only going to continue going down. Um, so I really do think that, yes, you know, summarize. Let, let's step back just real quick. Um, Niner Drag uh, on Hot on hot Mike, he, he asked, does this make Seattle better? Um, yes, 100% Seattle is better in 2020. Does it help them long term? I don't think so. Uh, you're losing elite talent, young elite talent to update, and you're trading that in for a person on their second contract that you're going to have to pay top of the market value for. So 2020, Seattle is better. From that point on, I'd say 2020 and 2021, they're going to be better. After that, I don't think so. And I think this is going to be a move that hurts them big time um, eventually. I just don't think this is how you sustain success. And this is a big deal with what John Lynch has been doing. When asked before the draft, you know, on a Zoom call with a bunch of reporters, what is your goal? Do you feel like you have to be in a win-now mentality, or do you want to build for future success? And without hesitation, and he's done this three or four times, I think we can do both. Uh, just so nonchalantly, just like, yeah, I'll just have everything. Um, and that's what the 49ers have built. You know, I, I went through Seattle's picks. Okay, let's look at the division. Seattle has, this is their 2021 draft picks, okay? They have a 2, 4, 5, 7. That's it. 2, 4, 5, 7. Those are the rounds of picks they have. Look at the Rams. Rams are in worse shape. <laughs> they have a 2, 3, 6, 7, okay? They've traded their first. They've traded their fourth. And both of those teams don't have first rounders for the following years either. Now, the Cardinals are probably in the best shape. They have all of their original picks except for a fourth rounder. And if you look at the 49ers, we have all of our original picks except for the third rounder that we gave up for a starting left tackle that's a top three tackle in the NFL. Hopefully we can keep them long term. That salary cap's going to hurt uh, for 2021, but still. So you have these two teams that are rising, and that's the 49ers and the Cardinals. Now the Cardinals haven't done it yet, but they do have a very stacked uh, improving roster. Not stacked, improving roster is the best way to say it. Then you have the Seahawks and the Rams, who had who were the class before the 49ers showed up. They are descending quickly. Why? Salary cap, lack of draft capital. The 49ers just we just left the Super Bowl and we didn't really lose much. You you swap out Buckner for Javon Kinlaw, okay? You lose Emmanuel Sanders, you get Brandon Ayuk, you lose Joe Staley, and you get Trent Williams. 
You allow Mike per- Person to leave. Um, you draft Colton McKivitz. I think Daniel Brunskill is going to be the guy. You bring in Tom Compton. Not really excited about him. But outside of that, the roster is the exact same. You traded away Matt Breida, who didn't get one carry in the Super Bowl. Like This team is improving. Younger talent is developing and improving. Uh, longer time in the system. Our quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, has got one year. He's got one year starting experience. And by the way, he's 21 and five. Um, the team is ascending and this move does seem a little bit like a desperation move to, to win now. And it's going to cost Seattle for a long time. Um, real quick, another question from hot Mike is Seattle secondary better than ours with our secondary being together longer. Our secondary has been together longer. This is the last year of our secondary, by the way. Um, we only have one corner signed for <laughs> past this year. No, I, I, I do think that Seattle secondary is much more talented than ours. Um, I, I don't think that that's up for debate. And I don't think many people would debate that. I know that might upset people, but I'm just going to be honest. Uh, they have a better secondary. They really, really do. Uh, Quentin Dunbar has arguably been the best corner in the past two years, but again, he might be in prison. Uh, the best safety tandem in the NFL. Uh, very, very solid. They're solid. They're solid. I'm not saying the 49ers secondary is bad. I'm just saying uh, Seattle's secondary is better. Whose linebacker core is better? The 49ers. I don't care if they have Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, and they just drafted a first-round Jordan Brooks, who I had a third-round grade on. I don't care. I think we have the best linebacker in the NFL, Fred Warner. I think Drake Greenlaw could be even more talented than anybody else. And by the way, our third linebacker is none other than, guess what, legendary himself. No issues there. D-line, you want to talk about that? That's not even up for debate. And so Seattle continues to build this way where you have you build from the outside in. And the 49ers, guess what? Every single first-round pick we have had, the very first one, has been on D-line or offensive line. We're building inside out. And so you see these two clashes. We run very similar schemes. Uh, run heavy offense, cover three Seattle kind of defense, very similar. Robert Salas from there. But the way in which you build and establish roster construction, it's completely opposite. Completely opposite. So uh, if you guys have any more questions, go ahead and get those in now. I want to be able to spend some time and get through just a couple more questions. But before I do, uh, we do have a new thing to bet on, which I'm really excited about because baseball is back. So here we go. Hey, guys, sports are coming back. This is great news. And so are your chances to bet on some of your favorite sports teams and events. So Major League Baseball, it's finally kicking off. It's going well. There's no place better um, start your wagering experience with our exclusive partners, betonline.ag. So check out all the odds, futures, props. They've got everything, and it's open 24-7. So head over there, betonline.ag, and here's the deal. With the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, Reynolds, Robert Horry, um, to see what it would be like to play without fans. And this new series is called Fandemic, if you want to check that out. 
Uh, but again, visit betonline.ag. All your odds are up to date and with new sporting news, all kinds of new additions that they put on over there. So remember when you do sign up to use promo code BLUEWIRE. And here's the deal. Once you sign up using BLUEWIRE, one word, you get a welcome bonus. So that's promo code BLUEWIRE, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. Thank you for your support of the show. All right. Well, let's get back to this. And again, uh, you know, if you've got more questions about Seattle and this Jamal Adams trade, and let me say this. I've got to say this because here's here's the deal. A lot of people, here, anytime some player signs anywhere, <laughs> there's 15 Twitter whatevers that jump out. And I know Twitter's not a microcosm of the entire fan base, but man, why doesn't John Lynch do this? Well, guess what? We were involved in the Jamal Adams trade. We were trying to get involved. However, one of my favorite things about this front office, and whether this is Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, whatever, I think it's much more John Lynch, to be honest with you, because when Kyle Shanahan wants something, he gets it. John Lynch is much more reserved. Um, And whenever John Lynch, here's what he does. He pursues every angle, everyone. He's gone after Le'Veon Bell. What the hell was that about? Gosh, so thankful we didn't get him. He went after Odell Beckham Jr. He went after Jalen Ramsey. He went after Trent Williams and spent a year trying to get Trent Williams and is finally successful. Jimmy Garoppolo, they went after Tom Brady, and this isn't even this offseason. They tried to get Tom Brady three years ago when they first traded, came in here. They tried to, They turned the rock over on everything. However, they don't overspend. You look at the trades that they have taken place. They will trade seconds. They will trade thirds. They will trade thir- fourths. They'll trade fifths. They do not trade firsts. And I love that because I do believe, one, as a person who loves mock drafts, uh, I've been a part of teams when you don't have first-round picks, and it sucks. (laughs) I go to the draft every year that they let us, and whenever you don't have a first-round pick, it's not very exciting. Uh, But whatever, that's not really part of the big scheme. I'm just being selfish right there. But the idea is this. They will spend draft capital to increase their talent level, but they won't mortgage their future. And that's important. You don't overpay. But guess who does overpay? Your division rivals, the Rams. <laughs> Your division rivals, the Seahawks. I wish the Cardinals would have had to overpay on DeAndre Hopkins. That that one was, ah, they fleeced. <laughs> they fleeced the Texans so bad there. Uh, anyway, that, that's a whole nother deal. But I, I will say this. For those of you that are saying, man, why didn't we go get him? I really wanted him. I wanted him too. Jamal Adams makes all 32 teams in the NFL better, whatever team he's on. But at what price? Because we can't pay George Kittle and Jamal Adams. We couldn't do it. We can't give up two first-round picks and pay. Like, it's just not going to happen. From Mr. Sanders on YouTube, uh, he asked, will you revisit the schedule before the season starts, sizing up teams with personnel? Yes, I will. Um, It does kind of suck. The... Preseason's one of my favorite things because I'm so heavily involved in the draft. You know, you get to watch these players play out and you get to see the backups and who's going to be the future and all those things. I hate that the preseason's gone. We're going to have very, the much limited access, much more so than ever before. So I am kind of afraid. Usually I kick up my coverage for training camp and all that stuff. We'll just have to see how it goes. I'm going to be here with you guys. Uh, make sure I bring everything you can. But yeah, I will be sizing up the schedule again. Uh, so don't worry about that. Um, from AJ Silva, um, did you see the tweet by Debo? 
Uh, but him and Adams about Adams going to Seattle. Yes, I did. And I want to talk about this because I thought it was awesome. Um, this is from at 19 problems with a Z. That's Debo's Twitter handle. This is what he said. He said, yes, the Seahawks got Jamal. Y'all can stop writing me talking crazy. LOL. Debo in all caps. He spoke in the third person. That just drives. That's amazing. I don't know why. I just feel like it's like a video game power up or something. Debo, all caps, ain't never feared a soul on that gridiron or in real life. Double exclamation point. I love it. Um, I hate that Debo's going to be missing the first couple weeks of the season. I think he'll be back by week four or around week four once they get back from New York. But holy cow, Debo has taken in one year. He's just a rookie. <laughs> but whenever you play into the pre uh, postseason and the Super Bowl and all the things he's did, he he's a seasoned uh he's basically in his third year now but the idea that he has so much confidence in his game on the field it translates everywhere um i love this and man i i love trash talking i really really do i love it when people can back it up i love i love it and so i i saw that i'm with you aj i got pumped up the third person all caps good lord how do you not love that? How do you not love that? Um, anyway, um, from AJ again, what's up with Jason Verrett? Yeah, he's put a couple videos out there working out. He looks good. Um, Jason Verrett played four snaps last year. Uh, Jason Verrett got bent, burnt four times last year. <laughs> uh, two of them were the deep passes, and two of them were special teams. Uh, but he's an extra guy that you can keep. Uh, you know, you go back to Jason Verrett playing in TCU. I had a super high grade on him. I think I had him like 12 or 13 overall. And he comes out his rookie year, and he was stellar. All pro level as a rookie. But several injuries, he just hasn't come back the same. Uh, so whenever you look at Jason Ferret, it's very similar to Akella Witherspoon. It's not so much about the body anymore. It's about the mind. It's about confidence. It's about all those things. So um, hopefully hopefully we'll figure some of those things out because, you know, it's it's – it's not easy <laughs> overcoming those things, but it is part of it. Um, so anyway, just want to say thank you guys. Really do appreciate it. Hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. I know I sure did. And it, it's fun whenever we have football to talk about. Uh, I'm going to keep creating content on my uh, on my own. But when trades like this happen, it makes it fun because you get to break it down and talk about it. And so hopefully with all the players reporting to camp, we start getting some practice reports. We start getting some rotations. Who's getting snaps where? Who's doing what? That is on the horizon, guys. And if you are still just dying for football, I just uploaded right before this. I've recorded for three and a half hours today, totally as guests on other pods and other stuff. Just uploaded another Patreon video, which is still free all the way through the first. A 45-minute breakdown on Jimmy Garoppolo's third down conversion rate um, on from third and three to third and seven. This is the second part of that. So <laughs> I've got two hours of Jimmy Garoppolo from 3rd and 3 to 3rd and 7 on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com, type in 49ers Rush. It's free till August 1st. So just want to say thank you guys again. You guys are incredible, and we will be back soon with another 49ers Rush podcast. Really do appreciate it. Shout out to all the players who are drafting with us, by the way, for the Charity League for Toys for Tots. I told them I'd give a shout out. I'm totally destroying them. They will all be destroyed. Uh, do not compete against me in fantasy. I'm going to lose. I, I'm not doing well. But anyway, I just said I, I, I said I had to talk trash. So love you guys. Y'all are awesome. Take care, and we'll be back soon. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.